This is the Statman Sports Podcast, where we keep topics in context. This is your host, Steve Duffus, who is still wondering why the Seahawks didn't run the ball. Ah, it's a beautiful day to talk sports, baby. Welcome to episode number 49 of the Statman Sports Podcast. This is your host, Steve Duffus. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Man, just saying it out loud, out loud actually is just amazing, man. Episode number 49, we're one away from number 50. And uh, earlier today of this recording, Monday, September 23rd, I, uh, you know, I, I went on social media and I posted out there, you know, a thank you to all the people who have been working with me in the background, all the people who have pushed me, you know, all the advisors, you know, all the affiliates and all those future sponsorships that have spoken to me about you know wanting to represent this podcast it's an amazing thing i've want, i've been wanting to do this for years you know this is a story i told you guys many a times so you know i'm just proud of the fact that you know people are there friends family you know are, are helping me you know to achieve my goals that i always wanted for those of you guys who are tuning in for the first time from wherever you're tuning in google podcasts itunes spotify wherever you know just i want to thank you you know for showing that support immensely and for those of you who've always been there since day one you know what time it is you know how i go in with this so man you're wondering what we're going to talk about today well as usual you know i like to keep my notes open i like to take notes during the week to make sure to know what we're going to talk about but this week yeah when things get on my nerves sometimes i go on social media and just post some not personal things but rather things about sports and this week Antonio Brown, I, I, can somebody tell me what's wrong with this dude? Honestly, what, what, how can you be so privileged to play in such a great league? He just throws it away. So I'm going to give my thoughts and opinions about that. Of course, we want to also talk about baseball season. Baseball season is coming to an end. There's about five or six games left for certain teams. I want to talk about the Chicago Cubs collapse sounds so hard saying that as a Cubs fan we're going to talk about that and of course we're going to recap the NFL week number three Green Bay Packers Buffalo Bills surprising Buffalo Bills I'm going to have my thoughts and opinions and some numbers as to what's going on Patrick Mahomes (laughs) man if you're giving out an MVP today Patrick Mahomes once again (laughs) he'll just be the back-to-back MVP so we got all of that and more going on for this episode i can't wait to talk about it with you so with no further ado guys let's just get right into it what are you talking about bro huh what are you talking about man what (laughs) bro what are you talking about man ladies and gentlemen Clowns belong in a circus. A circus is for entertainment. If you're bored, if you want something to do, you go to a circus. And it seems to me that Antonio Brown thinks that we are looking for people to entertain us. I have newsflash for you, Antonio Brown. We have multiple things to entertain us already. Hulu, Netflix, Disney+. Plus. Shout out to Disney+. Plus. For that economical six ninety nine coming in in November, free advertisement, free advertisement. Antonio Brown, we're tired of hearing of you. We are tired of your clown behavior. 
Most likely he's not listening to this. But I'm speaking to you guys. You listeners. You faithful ones. Let me tell you something, right? Antonio Brown is a perfect example. As to what not to do. In life. This ain't about the numbers anymore. This isn't about his performance on the field. And even if you keep it there. We can pinpoint multiple flaws for Antonio Brown. But this is reality. We can't keep one away from the other. The Antonio Brown the player also is Antonio Brown the person. Antonio Brown right now is in jeopardy. Of not making the Hall of Fame whatsoever. If we look in the football side. Something I already went over these past couple weeks, man. Antonio Brown, the only the only wide receiver in NFL history, not even the great Jerry Rice, the greatest wide receiver of all time, had six straight seasons with 100 receptions, 1,400 yards. Double-digit touchdown for four straight seasons. He's he's like my height. I think he's like 5'7", 5'8", whatever his size is. He's a small dude. He's like Julian Edelman as a number one receiver. His trajectory... Was getting that gold jacket. But what has Antonio Brown done in his life right now? He's the type of person. That your mom and your dad tell you not to be. Don't blame other people. When you put yourself in situations. It all started out with the helmet. Then it went from a helmet. To a grievance. And now we hear the. You know sexual assault. Allegations against Antonio Brown. But time and time again, he keeps pointing the finger at other people without looking at himself. That's not who you want to be. That's not what the world needs. It's clown behavior. Antonio, if you want to entertain yourself, go entertain yourself. We don't need your clown behavior right now. The NFL doesn't need you. You need the NFL. How stupid can you be? That in a span of a month and a half, you let $30 million of guaranteed money go down the drain. Something I've said. People ask on my comment about this, what I think about Antonio Brown. Let me tell you exactly what I really think of Antonio Brown, what's going to happen to him. In a nutshell, I really think, I really think. I know the NFL has given people multiple chances. People have done worse things than Antonio Brown. Or allege worse things than Antonio Brown. And have done things worse than Antonio Brown. That the NFL has given him chance after chance after chance. But let's be clear though. If the New England Patriots cut ties with you. A week and a half to be exact. 11 days after they signed you. To a $10 million contract. $9 million of it guaranteed in a signing bonus. That was due actually today of this recording. September 23rd. Monday, September 23rd. You mean to tell me, Antonio, you couldn't act professional for 48 freaking hours, bro? You couldn't act as a human, a decent human being? It's, 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 it's just normal behavior. Any of us, most of us have jobs. When you go to your job, you work for somebody, unless you have $2 billion sitting under a bed someplace or in a bank account or someplace we don't know of, Antonio. Any job you go to, in your case, you just happen to play football. You got to go to practice. Which place is it that you go that they don't demand professionalism from you? 
You think if I act a fool at my job, they're not going to give me my paycheck at the end of the month? That's how the real world works, Antonio Brown. And for you listeners, once again, I implore you, listen carefully to what I'm telling you. The world does not revolve around you. When you don't get what you want, you can't get it at the expense of other people. You shouldn't put people into other people in harm's way to get what you want. We live together. We ought to work together. We need to do things together. Tom Brady extended his hand, his reputation. Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft. Lately, they haven't been the, the uh, I guess, the example organization in terms of allegations off the field. But Tom Brady extended his hand. He invited Antonio Brown to his home. He put his reputation, like I said, on the line. He stuck his neck out for Antonio Brown. And this man couldn't behave himself? Even makes me wonder, why was Tom Brady doing this? That lets you know how great of a person Tom Brady is. He put himself on the line to make sure Antonio Brown was okay within this organization. They went out their way in the first game against the Dolphins that he stepped on the field. Four receptions, 58 yards, and a touchdown. They force-feed him. They force-fed him, rather, the football. Something New England Patriots don't do. That's how great of a talent Antonio Brown is. And yet, he had the audacity to call out Robert Kraft. He had the audacity to bring out dirt on Shannon Sharp. Look, man, we all have dirt. We all have things that we're not proud of. We all have things that we want to forget. But for Antonio Brown, listen, man. I know my podcast is also played on the radio, live. So I'm going to refrain from saying what I actually am thinking right now. It's not the right thing to do. But I'll put it nicely and professional. It's the code, Antonio. It's unwritten rules. You don't bring up other people's dirt when you're caught. Own up to your responsibilities. What good is he going to do to bring up people's dirt from 10 years ago? From 9 years ago? 5 years ago? What good is that going to do you? You look weak? You look immature? Acting immature? Do not do that, people. Don't act like Antonio Brown. $30 million guaranteed in NFL money. You know how many people out there who want a chance to play in this league? People who actually want to work hard, feed their families, go home, be with them. They just want to make a paycheck. You hear multiples of players say this all the time. It's a privilege to play in the NFL. And I'm sure it is a privilege to play in any other professional league in the United States of America. You're well off. You're well covered. You're well protected. If you do well, you become a celebrity almost. You become global. I know it's not just all about the money. I know it's about the game. You 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 train your entire life, you practice your entire life, you sacrifice your entire life to play in this league. And you throw it away because you can't get what you want? You want to act a fool? People, once again, this is another lesson in life. The higher you go, the harder you're going to fall. And right now, we are seeing... 
That same story with Antonio Brown. That don't make any sense. I'm a little confused here, bud. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time we're doing this. I'm proud to say we have become a 99 Designs affiliate. A lot of you have asked me, where did you get that amazing logo from for your podcast? Well, I got it from 99designs. 99designs, get a a custom design you love with a global creative platform. 99designs is the best place to find and hire talented designers to grow your business. Get a perfect logo design, any design, and over 90 categories. Whatever your business needs or budgets are, they'll help you get it done. 99designs.com. That is 99designs.com. So let's just segue into this. NFL Week 3. A lot happened this week. Daniel Jones finally got his first start against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to get into that in a little while. But I want to talk about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs, seems to be the hot topic for the week. But not the hot topic that everybody keeps talking about. I want to focus on something else. Something that's more numbers directed, obviously, because I'm a stat man. And I'm going to explain this number to you to help you understand the trajectory that Patrick Mahomes is on right now. Patrick Mahomes is on pace currently, right now. Probably most likely he's not going to keep up. But he's on pace right now to throw 58 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, and average 370 yards a game. No quarterback ever in NFL history has done that. Well, you might say, well, that's ridiculous and that's outrageous. He probably won't do that. Well, that's what they said last year too. Patrick Mahomes had 50 touchdowns and 7 interceptions. He was a rookie pretty much. He was playing against ridiculous defenses. Well, stat man. Well, teams have tapes on him. Well, uh, they have tape. And after the first three weeks, he's averaging 350 plus touchdowns. 350 plus yards, sorry. And three touchdowns a game and he's throwing no interception. His QB rating is 125.8. Uh... What tape is going to stop Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes is simply just a generational talent. A quarterback that comes around once every 10 years, 15 years. You remember when Brett Favre went to the Jets? This was 2010. Actually, before that, he went to the Vikings. You know who is Brett Favre's backup? Let me give you a reminder. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre for three years. He became the starting QB in 2008. Aaron Rodgers, arguably, generationally, is the best passer of football we've ever seen. Aaron Rodgers, talent-wise, most likely is the best quarterback we've ever seen. But then, admittedly, there's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is doing at this age right now what Aaron Rodgers <laughs> was doing in his prime. And he's doing that right now. He's 30 in the league. He already won an MVP. Wasn't it for a false start? If it wasn't for a false start last year in the AFC Championship, Patrick Mahomes would probably, most likely, would have won the Super Bowl. Because I believe there's no way, as great as the Rams' defense was, there's no way they were able to stop Patrick Mahomes. Because Tom Brady, you need to keep it. You have to get him out rolling. Rolling out the pocket. Don't keep him in the pocket. The Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes? The way he runs the ball, the way he can pass it, the amount of trickery passes he has, no-look passes, over-the-top passes, deep passes, short passes. He's just, 
he's a matter he's a Madden player. All his passes are about ninety plus in every category. That's who Patrick Mahomes is. And for you guys to understand why this is so important to know now. See, you're not surprised later. Patrick Mahomes at this current pace will break every passing record in NFL history if he stays healthy. Yes, it's only week three of the 2019 NFL season. But one thing I've learned with watching sports year after year after years. There are a lot of people who are talented. And a lot of people who are good at things. But Patrick Mahomes is just not talented and good. He's talented and great at everything on the football field. He reads coverages. He can run. He can throw off the pass. He can throw off with one leg. He can throw any type of pass. Anything. He can just do anything. And it only takes a small sample for you to realize what great of a player he is. Dude is only playing 19 games and he already broke about seven passing records in three weeks. What else is there to say about this man? Patrick Mahomes right now is a runaway MVP. Some of you might say Dak Prescott, but I'm not going to give you no MVP for playing the, the lowly New York Giants defense and then that lowly Washington Redskins defense, and then on top of that, they have Case Keenum as their quarterback. Man, you're getting free plays a game. I'm not giving you no no uh, MVP running for that. Yeah, sure, Dak Prescott is playing great, but a lot of it has to do with him playing these trash defenses. And if, on top of that, he played the Miami Dolphins, who if they even have competent, they probably would have gave the Cowboys a run for their money last week. So, no, I don't want to hear that. I really don't want to hear that. Patrick Mahomes had two close games that he played, except for this last one. Except for the uh, except for the one against he he played against Oakland, I don't want to hear that. Patrick Mahomes played way better teams, and he was just destroying them like they were Madden players on rookie. That's how good he is, and that leads me to Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones taking over for Eli Manning. Daniel Jones has done something that no other quarterback, which happens to be something that's been happening a lot lately. Is it a change in the league or is it that these quarterbacks are just that damn good now? Yes, I've clowned Daniel Jones. I criticized the New York Giants for drafting them six with all these other quarterbacks in the draft. I'm like, huh? Daniel Jones? He played for Duke. Nothing good comes out of Duke except for Grant Hill. Nothing else. Are you kidding me? Daniel Jones? But he shut my mouth against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Daniel Jones is the only quarterback in NFL history and the only quarterback in the New York Giants history. Well, not in the Giants history. Let me rephrase that. Daniel Jones is the only quarterback in NFL history to have 300 plus yards passing, two touchdowns, and two rushing touchdowns in a game. And he's the first Giants player since 1960 to have two rushing touchdowns. Oh my gosh. Giants fans. You have a mobile quarterback for the first time in 300 years? How good does that feel? Hindsight, <laughs> hindsight is 50-50, man. I get it. But I think it's quite, quite easy now to say that you have the quarterback of the future on your team. Absolutely. Daniel Jones is the future of the New York Giants. But everybody was saying, well, Eli Manning needs all his weapons. He needs Saquon Barkley. Now, Saquon Barkley's hurt. Half of the game, Daniel Jones played without Saquon Barkley. 
And look what he did. Just like Patrick Mahomes. You don't need to see a big sample size to see when something is great. And yes, that's what I'm saying right now. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Give him a couple more games. And you heard it here first on the Statman Sports Podcast. And I hope this doesn't come back to bite me. Daniel Jones in four or five years is going to be a top five quarterback in the NFL. Keep it in context, Billy. Tell the whole story. I promise that we're going to talk about the MLB in the end of the season. Well, like I said earlier, earlier in the podcast, we have about five to six games left. The playoffs is pretty much shaped out the wild card. And there's a couple things that we need to really cover, and I just don't really want to talk about the Chicago Cubs and that amazing collapse that's been happening, man. I haven't been this depressed since the 2004 playoffs. You guys remember that infamous catch? Ah, I cannot. I, I can't talk about this. But let's just start here. Ronald Acuna Jr. He's the youngest player in MLB history with 40 home runs and 30 stolen bases. Man, in my book, when you do anything for the first time in MLB history and you're the only one to do it, obviously, man, it's a great accomplishment. Man, they're number one in their division. They looked, they're probably going to have a long run this playoffs. But then again, the Braves have had in the past multiple great seasons and they get knocked out in the NLDS or they don't even make it to the World Series. When they get to the World Series, they lose. The only championship they have in 1995. That I don't call of. So, yes. Take that with a grain of salt, Braves fans. Your superstars having a great season. Your team might make it far. But don't be don't be disappointed if they don't actually win. Because there's a lot of teams in the National League that can knock them out. Washington Nationals. Featuring also the Los Angeles Dodgers. So, yes. You have some obstacles in your way. But you can possibly make it. And let's move on to the... American League. The Astros, for the first time in franchise history, they've won three years in a row. They've won 100 games. Three years in a, three years in a row, they've won 100 games. <laughs> I, saw, I saw this tweet from uh, Jessica Kleinsmith. Shout out to Jessica. You know, one of our good baseball analysts out there. She, uh, she, tweet, she tweeted and I, I chuckled when I saw it. She said, uh, do you guys remember when... The Lastros, we used to call them the Lastros <laughs> because the Astros were so bad, man. They were so bad. They were, they, there were multiple seasons where they lost 100 games. But it's just amazing to see that now they won 100 games in three seasons in a row. And you know what attributes to that 100-game season when you have amazing pitching? All right? So just, they have Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole. Justin Verlander, since the All-Star break, he's been 9-2. and two. He has an ERA of 1.79. Garrett Cole... He has 300 Ks, the first American League right-hand pitcher since Pedro Martinez in 1999 to strike out 300 batters. He's only the sixth pitcher ever with seven straight 10 Ks. (laughs) If you have pitching like that, that's the formula to win a World Series. And right now, the Astros are my favorite to win the World Series. Bruce Bochy got his 2000 win. A couple weeks ago. Shout out to him. Great manager. 
He's been he's been in the MLB for a long, long, long time. And for you to get 2,000 wins with various organizations is a feat and an accomplishment in itself. So congratulations to him for winning his 2,000th game. Then we talk about the Oakland A's. I was looking up the numbers for the Oakland A's and I said to myself, my goodness, I haven't heard about the Oakland A's since the days of Mark McGuire. That's how long like I, have, I haven't heard of the Oakland A's or them being anything type relevant. I remember, I remember when they won those hundred games and they played the uh, the New York Yankees when Derek Jeter had an infamous toss to the home plate. I remember that. I do remember that. But aside from that, the Oakland A's have practically been almost irrelevant, man. At least in my book. But since the All Star break this year, this 2019 season, the Oakland A's have won 16 of the last 19 games. They're 45 and 20. The only the only other team that had a better second half record than the Oakland A's. Are the Astros, the Houston Astros, my favorite to win a World Series, like I said. So the Oakland A's, they're in position right now to also, I believe, to make a great run. They have a solid pitching. They have great bullpen. They have some great young players. They have great fielding. That's what matters in the playoffs. You're going to have a lot of run, one-run games, two-run games. And you need your defense to be top-notch. And Oakland A's right now have an amazing defense out there in the AL. And I think that's something that's going to keep them there. In the uh, in contention, and of course, like I've been mentioning, and I I tried to hold this and not want to talk about it, but I have to, man. The wild card games. At one point during the season, the Chicago Cubs were leading their division, the NL Central. But before I get into that, right now the wild card games. This is how it looks like for the AL. All the teams in the AL. You have the A's, the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Cleveland Indians. Those teams are pretty much set for the playoffs. Then you have the National League. At one point, like I said, it was the Brewers, the Cubs, Washington Nationals, and the St. Louis Cardinals. And the way it stands right now, the St. Louis Cardinals are going to win the NL Central. The Milwaukee Brewers are going to be right behind them. At one point, the Milwaukee Brewers are six games behind the Washington Nationals in the wildcard race. And the Chicago Cubs were second. And we all thought, as Cub fans, that they had that. Matter of fact, we think we think everybody in the MLB, or at least I think everybody in the MLB, had them locked in for the playoffs. But right now, the Chicago Cubs are going on a historic meltdown. One I have never seen or one I've never experienced in my lifetime. I hear people talk about the, the New York Mets and that collapse they had when they had like a seven-game lead and lost it at the end of the season. I guess I'm experiencing that right now with my Chicago Cubs. It's a frustrating feeling to have. But with Chicago collapsing, that leaves the New York Mets back in contention, then the Philadelphia Phillies back in contention, and the Diamondbacks back in contention. So what does that say right now that's going to be the most interesting thing going into the MLB playoffs? Like I said, I think the Houston Astros are going to win the World Series. But I also, and some of you might ask, well, what about the New York Yankees? The New York Yankees are hitting everything out the park. They just... Just, my gosh. If I'm any other team in the AL that is not Houston, I would be very afraid to play the Yankees. But, just like in every other sport, when playoff time come, teams tighten up, pitching gets better, and the Yankees are going to face some great pitching. I cannot wait, hopefully, for them to play the Houston Astros. And I want to see how they're going to deal with Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander. Those are two of the greatest pitchers of this generation. 
and especially Justin Verlander. Won a couple World Series, had a couple shutouts. He's been on this amazing strikeout feat. So what are the New York Yankees going to do? But in terms of the National League wildcard race, the way it stands at the moment, Washington and Milwaukee are tied for number one, followed by the Chicago Cubs who are six games out of their division. They're done. And they're three games behind a wild card. Unfortunately, I believe they're not going to make the playoffs with five games left in the season. That just means everybody else up there has to collapse and they have to win the rest of their games, which is highly unlikely. Their probability to make the playoffs in three days went from 67% to 17%. So, Chicago Cubs fans, it's hard for me to say as a Cubs fan myself, but you know what's really going to happen? We're not going to make the playoffs. We are done for. And that leads me to predict this. Where do we stand with the NL MVPs and the American League MVPs? End of the season, like I said. So we got to make these picks, man. A lot of people are talking about Christian Yelich. A lot of people are talking about Cody Bellinger. And you have an argument there. Both men have 45 home runs. 100 plus RBIs, 1,000 plus OPS. So you can say that the National League is pretty much set with the two MVPs there. But then if you go over to the AL, guys remember Mike Trout is done for the season. With season with uh, knee season ending knee surgery. And I'm going to tell you right now, Mike Trout is the MVP of the American League. Mike freaking Trout is the MVP of the American League. Aside from the fact that Mike Trout is by far the best baseball player today and arguably the best baseball player of all time. Must I remind you guys, Mike Trout, since he came to the MLB, he's the only player to finish first and second in MLB voting for the MVP voting in MLB history. This man is insane, man. Before his injury, right, Mike Trout has 45 home runs, 104 RBIs, 11 stolen bases. He had a 291 batting average. His slugging was 645. His OPS was 1,083. And his OPS was 184. <laughs> that, that's his Mike Trout before the season-ending injury. You can, you can safely say that he was well on pace to get 50 home runs. And he probably was going to win the MVP. I'm 98% sure he was going to win the MVP. And that's my MVP for this, for the for the American League. So in the National League, you can go with Cody Bellinger or Christian Yelich. Most likely it would be Cody Bellinger because the Dodgers just had a better season. They've been more consistent. And they most likely probably will make it again to the World Series. Sorry, Braves fans. I just think the Dodgers are just that much better than you. And they have better pitching too. So I think I think the Dodgers are gonna make it to the to the uh to the World Series. They're probably gonna play the Houston Astros. I really don't believe in the Yankees pitching whatsoever, nor their bullpen. I really don't, especially not playoff time. And I have and I have more faith in consistent pitching for the Houston Astros and their bats, which they have proven year after year after year, than the New York Yankees. Just simple as that. That's what I believe in and I think uh I think, like I said, Mike Trout is going to win the AL MVP. Cody Bellinger is going to win the National League MVP. Mike Trout is probably going to win a Silver Slugger once again. He's probably going to win a Gold Glove as well. 
And I think he's just going to continue his quest of just adding on to being the greatest baseball player of all time. So shout out to all the teams that are going to be in the playoffs. Shout out to my Chicago Cubs. Not going to make it, but hey, let's get put our heads down, get it back together so we'll make it next year. And that's just my summary of the 2019 MLB regular season. Ah, we've come to the end of another episode. Episode number 49 of the Statman Sports Podcast. Guys, we're one episode away from number 50, man. I'm so excited about this, man, because, ah, man, it's it's number 50, man. It's a big deal. I mean, we a lot of people in life celebrate 5-0, whatever it is. Whatever 50 it is, you celebrate it. It's a 50th birthday. You know, if it's a 50th episode in my case, whatever it is, man, we celebrate it. And I'm going to make it big for you guys. You know, without you guys, without your support, I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be doing this. So, once again, thank you so much. But before I let you guys go, you know what the deal is. If you're here for the first time, if you're still listening, you can follow us on social media. On Facebook and Instagram, it's Statman Sports Podcast. On Twitter, you can follow my personal Twitter, at Boy. And we also have a website where you can read all the transcripts for the podcast and we also have an archive and you can just read about me if you want to know about me so statmanpodcast.com and we also have the store store.statmanpodcast.com thank you for all of you guys who during these past couple weeks have you know bought the merchandise i appreciate it so much when you get these merchandises please let me know you know take photos send them to me you know tweet them to me put them on facebook so we can share them so we all can see how great the support is for the statman sports podcast yeah man so that's all we got going for today so i look forward to you know putting out this 50th episode for you guys keep up on social media but for right now statman signing out baby thanks for listening to the statman sports podcast see you next time